Welcome to another edition of the Dean Luggie Show. It's Sunday night. Uh, 24 hours ago, Georgia took care of business against the Gators, a 24-17 win. Uh, pretty big, big deal win for Georgia for sure. Now they've got Missouri. They're about a two-touchdown favorite in Athens. Missouri has, has been pretty bad on the road. They've not won on the road this year. They lost to Wyoming, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. Not exactly um, a trio of uh, college football uh, world beaters, but um, if you're Georgia, and despite the fact that you won the biggest, the two biggest games you played this season, you also have lost to a team you had no business losing to in South Carolina because of turnovers. So uh, you got to take everyone seriously. Uh, Missouri actually controls their own destiny in the East. Something that uh, Dan Mullen was trying to say, but didn't say so articulately. Uh, last night, he he didn't come off looking real great in the post game uh, interview. Um, it it made it sound like um, you know I don't know it it, it wasn't ideal. Um, but you know for Kirby and company, I, I want to talk. I want to. I actually want to go first to some video of Jake Fromm uh, and me talking at the end of the game. Uh, I think it's relatively self, relatively self-explanatory, but I do think it gives even further insight into who Jake Fromm is, and you know, people. It's he's very comfortable in his own skin for sure, um, but let's just listen to what he has to say right here about his faith in himself and his abilities. How eager were you to just play football today at some point? Yeah, uh, that's, all, that's all I wanted to do was just go out and play football. I wanted to go out. Uh, I wanted to glorify my God. I wanted to play for my teammates, and I wanted to play for the University of Georgia. When you talk about God, that's faith. And How do you maintain faith as it relates to your athletic ability? Faith in God is one thing. Faith in athletic ability might, might go hand in hand, really. Yeah, um, I, I know that he's not going to put me through anything that I can't get myself out of. Uh, it all comes down to uh, uh, trials and tests. and uh, I, I know that I, I'm, I'm a equipped I'm ready to go through any test that he's ready to put me through uh, and I have faith in that and that's that, that's what it kind medically life health whatever yeah uh, I'm, I'm ready for that I'm ready to go attack it head on and uh, just just really really thankful to be here uh, in this moment uh, with my teammates around me uh, to help me through that and uh, I, I couldn't be more thankful to come out here today with the win there's very little question that this was basically all on Jake to to get done I mean that, that's over saying it uh, this game, if he didn't play well, uh, they'd have lost. And um, that usually happens with the quarterback. But he went 20 of 30 for 279 yards, two touchdowns, and a long of 52. Um, I, I guess that was the cager uh, touchdown, the 52-yarder. Yeah. Look, I was on the sideline right there. I'm on the sideline for every game, obviously. But um, that pass... Uh, he had plenty of time. He had plenty of time the whole day, but that pass, Mikhajer was wide open in a way that you just never see anyone get open in in college football. So it was clearly a, a, a blown coverage. But he he started on the opposite side of the field, and I was talking with a Georgia official. Um, on the sideline after the play and his comment was at first I thought it was a wheel route but then it you know after seeing the replay he just he just came through the middle no one disrupted him and I guess the the corner that had responsibility for him I don't 
I mean, if he's running like that, they're they they're clearly not in man, or they're in some bizarre. Well, they could just be a man, and the guy just forget to cover him. I don't know. It was it was bad, but um, he was wide open, and and Jake threw it right where I was sitting, um, and uh, Lawrence Cager just did the rest. He didn't have to make a tough throw, nothing. But that really, I think. You know, Georgia was not going to change who they are and what they do. Now, they changed, they tweaked things. But if you look at the grand total of, of what they did uh, yesterday in terms of being balanced, you know, you had 37 runs, 30 passes. So they ran a little bit more than they threw. That's who they are. You compare that to Florida. I mean, the, first of all, Georgia ran, just quick math here, 17-ish more plays, 15 more plays. That's a whole extra drive, um, a long drive. It probably is really two drives more than the Gators had. And, you know, most drives are not 15 plays. But, um, you know, they they just gave up on the run. They only they only ran it 19 times. And some of those were, were sacks. Uh, two of those were sacks. 30 negative 30 yards rushing in in those those two plays two sacks for 29 yards um and florida decided to throw it but they didn't throw it much more than georgia he was 21 of 33 um but you know the gators only averaged a yard a, 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 an attempt on the ground you just can't well, you're not gonna win like that and and they didn't um they just they just didn't win because um the, well, the better team won, no, no doubt about that. And I, I just the the formula is what the formula is, and a Kirby's not going to go away from it. I mean, the balance was was as such. Okay, you've got Swift had twenty six touches um, for two hundred. Let's see for. About 110 yards. That's a lot. Um, and then Harrion was seven game, uh, rushes. Jake Fromm ran really well. He 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 really did. He didn't take a sack at all. He scrambled great. Actually, this is his best scrambling performance that he's had. So he had three of those. James Cook with one carry for six yards. Got it outside. That was a big carry. And then Zamir slammed it up in there for a two-yard gain. Zamir will get going over time. Uh, but yeah, and then you you spread it out with Cager, Harrion, Wolf, Robertson, Charlie Warner. So your tight ends caught four balls. Uh, DeAndre Swift caught another. That's five balls. Well, and then Harrion. So that's almost ten of Jake's twelve or uh, twenty completions to the backs and the tight ends. But Lawrence Cager was the one that did all the damage, just specifically on that one play. But he had seven catches for 132 yards. The long was was 52. That means he had another six catches for 80 yards or so. And they look, they just played better. They're the better team. There, there's just no confusion about that. You look at the Gator receivers are as good as Georgia's going to deal with, with the exception of Alabama. If they play Alabama, they might not play Alabama. But um, that that's a legit defense, uh, uh, you know, group. Uh, and they wound up with 257 yards passing. But even though there were explosive plays, I feel like they were, 
you know, they weren't thrown down the field. They were very similar to the way that Georgia plays. It will be curious to see in the future with Texas A&M and maybe with Missouri, although Kelly Bryant's not a deep threat, a deep pass threat guy, and he's dealing with a hamstring situation. He's he's been able to get rested. They had the week off. You know, if you're Missouri, you have to look at this Georgia game and say, hey, can we catch these guys in a uh, you know look ahead sandwich game? Uh, they're looking at Auburn and all this. Maybe I mean maybe fourteen. I would probably take Missouri. Uh, in this game just because of the situation but that it's at night um, that's not ideal for Missouri um, I'm trying to remember the last time Georgia lost a night game at Sanford Stadium a legit uh, post six o'clock game and maybe y'all can comment below and tell me I can't remember um, it Kirby's never lost a home night game. Um, so just comment below and, and correct me. But I, I thought in terms of the trajectory of everything, um, you know, that was a great shot that Florida had coming into that game. Everyone really did, um, what's the word, uh, oversell Georgia's um, situation. Georgia has issues just like all these teams do, frankly. But it was oversold. It was overdone. And I, I think that now maybe it will be the reaction will be to the opposite side over, you know, praising Georgia. That, that we're so reactionary. I, the, I think they're one of the best teams in the country, one of the top six teams. I think there's maybe seven teams that can win the national championship. I'm putting Oregon in there. I, I don't really think they can win it. But, um, you know, the, whoever wins the SEC is going to be the most proven team. It doesn't mean they're going to be the best team. The team with the most to prove is going to be Clemson. Um, their schedule is really bad. And it's, it's, I mean, it's getting worse, it feels like. Ohio State, you know, they'll still have to deal with Penn State. They'll still have to deal with Michigan. Uh, they may well have to play Wisconsin again or undefeated Minnesota. I don't think that they will have problems with Minnesota. But teams lose. Shit, they lost last year to Purdue by 30. So uh, it can happen. Um, and then, you know, Oklahoma, I think still I should probably include them. But And, and Baylor's undefeated. So you have some weird teams you know, Minnesota, Baylor, but are they really going to get through their conferences? I mean, that's just hard to believe. For Georgia, you just have to keep moving. I, I You know, I, I think they'll take care of business basically from here on out. The game at Auburn is going to be brutal. It's a tough game, but Auburn just, they're not scoring the way that you need to to win against Georgia. I'm not sure that they would score much more than 17 points if they'd score that against the Dogs. So, this is a situation where if you're Georgia, stay healthy, you keep everything in front of you, um, and you get to Atlanta with one loss, and then you just lay it all on the line in that game against LSU or Alabama. I think they match up better with both those teams than they would have last year uh, in a championship game. Uh, Alabama is a seven-point favorite against LSU. Um, I don't have my phone with me, but ah, that seems like a lot. I'm not sure if I would go for that, but... And it could have changed since the time that I started talking. I haven't looked at it since it 
sort of originally came out. But that that seems high to me. Um, I don't know who wins that game. And um, the national narrative will be set. It will depend on how the teams look. It will depend on who the loser is. It will depend on if Tua plays, which if he does, I can't imagine he's going to play well. Um, Georgia is certainly a dark horse in the same way that Penn State is. But Georgia's been here before um, with some of this stuff. They really had to beat the Gators, and they did. And so now the season has serious um, you know, momentum, and November really matters. And you've got some challenging games for sure. I want everyone to check out the videos from above, from the, the Florida game. We've got a slew of them. Click on them. You can see the celebrations, Kirby, Jake Fromm. Make sure to click Subscribe if you're listening on iTunes. Appreciate it. Comment there as well. Dean Leggy from Dog Post, D-A-W-G-P-O-S-T.com. We'll see you, see you over on the website.